subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. judgment upon others is one of the heirs of humanity. Whenever a set of circumstances arises, our brains are triggered to release a cascading tide of thoughts immediately, instantly projecting our own feelings to determine the verdict, whether right or wrong. Bleeder's Digest issue number two, Spider Lady. This story is called Spider Lady, written by Chrissy Fox. You know that strange house at the end of your street? The one that every street, every town, and most every block has. The kids in town make up stories about the person that lives there. It becomes a legend, and those kids have kids who then believe that very same tale. You're afraid of this person that lives in the dark, crooked-looking haunted house, coated in cobwebs and different-sized arachnids. They're a ghost, perhaps. They steal children. They have bodies under the floorboards. Perhaps cages of snakes and spiders in every room of the house. The house itself actually moans as you walk by. The owner is the thing you see only in your nightmares, because they never leave that house. Owning sometimes in the cover of night, a neighbor kid may swear they spotted this reclusive monster. Perhaps they even chase the child home if they aren't back in time for dinner before the streetlights come on. Where have the town's missing children gone? Are they in there held captive or possibly now just the bones of the child they once were? <laughs> if you really think about it, these stories must start from somewhere. And in my case, a lot of the rumors are true. I am that person who lives in the old crooked house. Been here all my life. My parents died here. My sister, every pet I've ever allowed myself to have. Everyone that's ever really known me is gone. I'm surrounded by death. And now I'm just crazy old LaVon Croak. The Spider Lady. <laughs> I'm sure you already feel bad for me. 
Aw, poor thing. She must be lonely and sad inside that big, drafty old house. Well, I'm not. Not in the least. It's unsafe for me to let anyone get too close. Well, more unsafe for them, I suppose. And why am I the spider lady? Hmm. Let me go back. It all started one summer night when I was the tender age of 17. I was enjoying an evening outside with my family. We were entertaining the neighbors in our large backyard. It was full of large looming trees and my mother's stunning garden of lush flowers and foliage. The house wasn't always a run-down mess. In fact, it used to be rather beautiful when my mother and father cared for it. It disintegrated over time, as many things do. That fateful night, the neighbor boy, Lucas, and I snuck a little champagne and hid amongst the bushes towards the back of the yard to enjoy it. We giggled as we slid deeper in a thick bush. The darkness kept us covered. I secretly was lusting after Lucas, though there was no way I would ever act on my feelings. I was a shy and reserved young woman. That night, I climbed into bed, flushed and full of butterflies. I didn't even bother to wash up before bed. I was exhausted from happiness and that little bit of bubbly we stole. It was the early morning hours that the pain awoke me. I knew it was early because the sun hadn't even begun to rise yet. The aching pain was overwhelming. It shot from my scalp down through my face into my chest, ripped through my arms and legs. It even ached through by my toes. And it burned. Let me tell you, it burned. Oh, how it burned! It was excruciating like being in a fire from the inside out. I jumped from my bed weakly calling for my mother. I wondered if this was what a hangover felt like. When my feet hit my bedroom floor, they gave beneath me. What was happening? I held onto the walls and dragged myself towards the bathroom. Turning on the light was blinding like a kaleidoscope of colors. All dark and evil. I focused slowly on myself in the mirror. My scalp beneath my long, strawberry blonde hair was blood red and appeared to be moving. I gasped, realizing there were two large spider egg sacs wrapped up in my hair, squeezing against my scalp. It must have fallen off those bushes tonight. I gasped. Ripping at my hair, I got the first sack out. It was tingling and throbbing, ready to burst. I threw it into the sink drain along with a handful of my hair. 
As I ran the hot water, it oozed and spindly black and red spiders escaped from its scattering. Stifling my scream so I didn't wake the rest of the house, I reached for the second egg sack. The top of my head was burning like embers to the touch. I froze, looking at myself in the mirror. Horror washes over my face as I realize a second sack had already hatched. Hundreds of bloodthirsty spiders were sucking the blood from my head. That was the cause of the pain, biting me over and over. I was their first meal, and let me tell you, they were hungry. I screamed for my mother as tiny drops of blood fell off me, landing on the white porcelain sink. My mother burst through the bathroom door in panic. As though the spiders sensed something, they all scattered off of me and down the drain or into tiny holes in the floor. My mother watched this with open mouth terror. I wailed in pain as my mother tenderly tried to help me wash out my hair. The more we rinsed my throbbing head, the more my hair fell out. By the time I went back to bed that night, I was traumatized and practically bald on the top of my head. My beautiful strawberry locks were just hanging in straggly strands around my ears and the back of my head. My mother had put some special lotion for the burns on the top of my bald, aching head to help soothe me. It was blistering and scarlet red. The next morning, my mother woke me. I opened my eyes, and it felt like a film covered them. But at the same time, I felt like I could see clearer than I ever had. A beetle scurried across my windowsill on the other side of the room. My eyes dart towards it. My mother is speaking to me, but all I hear is muffled noise and the beetle's heartbeat. I jump up, grabbing the beetle swiftly off the windowsill and pop it into my mouth. My mother gasps. What in heaven's name are you doing, Lavon? Did you just eat that bug? My mother asked me in disgust and confusion. I, I, I don't know. I replied, confused myself. Get dressed. I'm taking you to Dr. Andrews. This is too much. My mother ordered. I went to the doctor that day. He was puzzled about the spiders. What kind were they to do this kind of damage? Yet my vitals appear to be fine. He gave my mother some cream and assured us that he believed my hair would grow back eventually. I didn't dare mention the burning ache inside my body. I wanted to go home. But what was it? Was it hunger? Poison invading my body from all of the spider bites? Honestly, I was afraid to know the answer.
On the car ride home, my mother was talking to me, trying to be encouraging that she thought I would be better in no time. The doctor knows what he's doing. I was tuning her out as she spoke when I felt a tickle in my right ear. I reached up just as a large black and red spider scurried out of my ear and down my neck into the back of my shirt. I squirm and it falls onto the floor of the car. Is everything all right, Levon? My mother asks. Fine, I say, not mentioning the spider. I know you must be disgusted. Gusted at this point of the story. Unfortunately, it gets much worse from here. More of Bleeder's Digest issue number two, Spider Lady, after this. My sister Kathleen and I are only a year apart. She sat with me that night as I sobbed over my ugliness. She assured me it wasn't that bad, that my hair would grow back and my blisters would heal. No one would ever have to know. We both fell asleep on my bed and I awoke later when the throbbing started again. I felt this weird alertness, and I was ravenously hungry. That made sense, since I couldn't stomach a bite of my mother's meatloaf earlier that night. I looked at my sister. I could see her so clearly, even though the room was cloaked in darkness. She looked so pure, peaceful, warm delicious. I couldn't control myself. Something else took over my body that night as my spine curved and folded forwards. I began walking on my fingertips and toes so softly I didn't make a sound as I crept towards her, my prey, my little sister. I don't remember what happened after that. My blood just started to boil. My mouth stretched and my teeth began to ache. The next morning, I'll never forget the look on my mother's face. She entered my room, which jarred me awake. I shot up in bed, and the sunlight streaming in through my window actually hurt me in the strangest way. My mother's face was pale and twisted in pain. I turned to see what she was looking at, and my eyes landed on my sister. Or what was left of her. She was wrapped in thick, sticky, web-like things. There were tiny spiders tunneling into her flesh. She had been sucked 
dry, emptied, no blood or liquid left in her beautiful, kind, gentle body. I looked down at my own white nightgown that was now stained the darkest red you could imagine. My sister's blood. I ate her like a spider would. An agonizing sound escaped from my mouth and I threw up, covering my bed with blood and swallowed tissue. Kathleen was gone. After that moment, my parents chained me to a pipe in the basement. I didn't blame them. What would you expect them to do in that situation? Turn me in and lose both of their daughters? They were terrified of me. But somewhere deep down, they still loved me. You can't just switch that off. Oh, don't think I was tortured or something. My father brought down a bed for me, and they tried to feed me basic meals, although I usually opted for the rats that shared my space down there. Mm. I felt better in the darkness, though I missed my old life. One fateful day, my mother made a mistake. A simple one any of us could have made. She was helping me with a sponge bath. I should mention my blisters never went away, as my sister promised they would. In fact, I became more monstrous. The blisters would burst from time to time, unleashing new spiders from within my pores, hatching out of tiny nests. They would rebite me and tunnel back in, and then the cycle would just continue. So my mother unshackled me as she scrubbed my back and my arms, noting how my bones extruded and I had developed a severe hunch in my back. I felt a burning, a yearning. I hadn't felt that strongly in quite some time. I felt that pain in my face. I reached up and realized giant fangs pushed through my gums as a second or third layer of teeth. I struck my mother as a spider would its prey right on her wrist. I had great aim and struck the artery. <laughs> Believe me, I didn't want to hurt my mother, and I did everything I could to hold back, but fuck, I was hungry. She struggled and cried out, calling my name, asking me why. But eventually, my mother went limp and died in my arms. And this is the strangest part. I felt nothing. This time I wasn't even kind of sad. I just wanted more. The good news was my father would be home soon. So I decided to go upstairs and wait for his return. <laughs>
<laughs> when he entered the house about 40 minutes later with his end-of-the-day dark circles around his eyes and his sad little briefcase. Oh, he could tell something was off right away. Linda? He called for my mother. No reply, just silence. Could he smell the death in the house? He didn't even see me squatted up in the dark corner of the ceiling above him. <laughs> yes, the ceiling. Something I learned I could do. I really liked it up there. I felt in control, and it was easy to spot if there's something I'd like to eat. I slowly crawled down towards my father. He looked up as I dropped on him Dipping my rows of teeth deep into his Adam's apple. I tore it out and went deeper. I wanted more, more blood. It tasted so fucking good. Afterwards, I just decided to keep both of my parents in the basement. Their bodies still remain, to this day, in the bed they had set up for me. <laughs> How was I never caught? I'm sure you wonder. Well, I informed the neighbors they decided to retire early and travel. Their daughters were now adults, and honestly, no one ever questioned me. They all felt sorry for me, <laughs> or they're just completely disgusted with my appearance. Yes, that's likely what it really is, but either way, my parents pulled away from everyone after the passing of my sister. It was easy to keep to myself. I sent a letter to my father's work explaining the same story and asked them to mail his belongings. My mother never worked, so that was easy. As for me, I only sneak out from time to time under the cover of darkness to eat or have a little fun. I never go too far. The neighborhood kids are curious. They tend to come around just enough, enough to keep me satisfied and full. I'm very good at not drawing attention. Believe me, child, they'll never look for you here. No one wants to come near the spider lady. So, now here you are. Tell me, what's your name? Ellen? The small, terrified child standing in front of me replied. So, why are you inside my house, Ellen? I have to ask. I, I'm new in town. Some kids dared me. I haven't really made any real friends. Well, they really set you up for disaster, didn't they? I won't tell Sol. I swear. Oh, I know you won't. You can't. But this was the most fun I've had in quite some time. I don't usually explain myself to my dinner, but why not, right? If my mother was here, she would be so 
so mad. She'd always tell me not to play with my food. Are they really still in the basement? Your parents? Ellen looks at me. The hairs extruding from every orifice of my exposed body. My three rows of teeth dripping in poison and saliva. My blisters and boils throbbing and oozing. I can tell she doesn't really want me to answer the question. <laughs> she already knows the answer. Right under your feet, I hiss. I have to go now. Ellen backs up towards the door. If you go, Ellen, just know that tonight, when you crawl into bed, I'll be crouched under it, <laughs> waiting for you and your whole family to fall asleep. My babies will hatch all over your carpet and into your bed, and then I will get you one by one. The child squirms in panic and fear. Please, not my family. You can save them. How? The child pleads with me. It's sad, but I've heard it many times before. The ache has already started. I look at her in her little pink beanie, sparkling purple raincoat, and smile. She knows as well as I do. She can't save anyone. Not even herself. <laughs> I'm Bonnie Aarons, and I play Spider Lady. Spider Lady, written by Chrissy Fox, featuring Bonnie Aarons as Spider Lady, Chrissy Fox as Ellen and mother, Tyler Connolly as father. Story engineered by Tyler Connolly. Music and sound design by Chrissy Fox. Additional music by Michelle Carter. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Theme music by Trevor Shand, Tyler Connolly, and Chrissy Fox. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. 
Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 